1: Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. Podcast. So, today we're going to be
2: talking about getting into the vortex. Myself as Rasta, then, you know, there's a different thing that is hard uh, to get what he really is. And what is the then a man can't fight what is Because, you know, we are dealing with God. Awaken the mother mind within every one of Just you. You Smile, it's what you do if you know how, Gotta get a message, get up through. Oh, no, Mama, don't you badge your back. Oh, world is still beautiful.
1: Welcome to the My Family Think Some Crazy podcast. Today's episode covers many, many topics with the amazing. Skateboarder and professional photographer, a very knowledgeable dude. And uh, yeah, let's get it going. Thanks for listening. John Beaupre, professional skateboarder, professional photographer. Anything else I'm uh, missing from that resume, bro? <laughs> no,
0: that's uh, pretty much it.
1: Cool. Pretty
0: much it. And I'm I, I'm not quite professional skateboarder yet, but I'm like pretty close.
1: I'm right below it. Well, I've seen the videos you post on Instagram, my friend, and you know I think you're just being humble, bro. It's a, it's only a matter of time until, uh, until you rise up to at least the rank where you would call yourself professional. But from from my amateur skateboarding perspective, you're definitely up there, my friend. But, anyways, um, what we like to talk about on this show, kind of. Obviously, as you know, conspiracy theories, spirituality, things like that. But uh, I like to focus on uh, specifically in the beginning, like what got you into this, uh, and like what when you were a young person, like what was what were some of the things that got you into spirituality at an early in the early stages, kind of like your awakening moment. Okay, yeah,
0: that's right up my alley, I guess. <laughs> uh, um was the least spiritual person I knew till my 20s probably I mocked a lot of like religion I didn't even like give the books a chance basically and yeah and then I mean a lot of weird stuff happened when I was younger I had some near-death experiences which kind of made me think so I always had like an open door
1: to like something else being the possibility here yeah, what but, what happened if you don't mind talking about that?
0: Um, well, I guess when I was born I was I I don't remember this one, but I was born with my umbilical cord wrapped around my neck and my
2: face was bright blue. Oh, so man.
0: that's one. And then uh when I was like I don't know, 6, I think, I ran. I was at a visiting a family member's house and I fell into a sewer pipe basically a wood lid snapped when i was standing on it and i was holding on for a very long time and finally my mom showed up and saved me but i was like very close to like like i was like had already said goodbye and stuff like i was kind of just waiting to get not strong enough to hold
1: how old were you when that happened wow
0: About six, and everyone was kind of, like, nonchalant about it, and I was very confused about that, because I was, like, (laughs) I had already, like, accepted the next level, you know what I mean?
1: Man, yeah, you just had, like, a a brush with death, and everyone else is just like, oh, yeah, back to your applesauce.
0: (laughs) Basically, yeah, and I was like, what? Like, what's going on here? But, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I didn't really think much about it, right?
1: Yeah, I actually, I, I had kind of a similar thing happen when I was younger, I I fell, um, well, I fell from a tree, that was one where the wind got knocked out of me, I got knocked out, and nobody was around, you know, I was in the forest, so it's like, when I woke up, I just had to pick myself up and fucking deal with it, you know, <laughs> and that was at, like, maybe not six, but that was probably around, like, nine or ten, and it wasn't quite a near-death experience, but it definitely gave me a, a sense of uh, <laughs> a more responsibility uh, with my actions out climbing trees alone, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, it probably showed you your own inner strength at a young age, too, kind of, like, yeah, because you, you were forced to get out of your own
1: way to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so that happens. Then what, what were some other experiences that as you Uh, were
0: i i don't know aside from that i just kind of called bullshit on school like it just didn't resonate with me yeah Um, like very young probably about grade well i mean immediately i didn't want to go but by grade three i was like okay this is kind of i'm not really down with what i'm being told here (laughs) it just didn't seem right to me
2: Yeah, yeah and
0: i had excelled at hockey at a young age like At 14 years old, I was playing 18 and under hockey, so I had already kind of excelled at a quicker pace than others at something. So when school was like, no, you have to go at this speed, I was like, "Uh, I don't think you have to, though. (laughs) It just didn't make sense to me that we were being – it felt very, like, structured, like, forced understanding, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And then, uh, yeah, and then basically got caught up My ignorance basically got me caught up in some rough situations. Uh, There's a car accident that happened near me that I helped save people's lives in, and I ended up in 10 years of court trying to defend myself from causing the accident, which was super weird to me, too.
1: Wow, that ought to, like, shatter your whole idea of, like, society and, you know, this whole... (laughs) But, like, so you – so maybe I'm misunderstanding. So you were a bystander and you helped save somebody?
0: No. I mean, the guy was passing me when he crashed, and I was in a car that had a body kit on it. So, I mean, to an outside bystander, it might have looked like there was, like, me influencing it or something, I guess. But, like, that was definitely not the case. (laughs) And then I came back to help pull them out of their car that was on fire. Wow. And, like – so, like, in my head, I was like, but I did the right thing. Why am I dealing with this? Yeah. And then, and then like, as, like, it was supposed to only be two years of it, and then it ended, and then it came back, and then it went away and came back again, and even that was weird to me. So I was like, what, like, what's going on here? Is this ever going to end?
1: Yeah, man.
0: And, and so there's always, my brain was always, like, questioning things from a very young age, I guess you could say. But aside from that, like, there was zero spiritual interference or anything it was just me going oh that's bullshit oh that's bullshit and then just living free based mm. on what i knew which isn't safe to do by the way <laughs>
1: kind of reckless <laughs> have... in a way it's right
0: absolutely reckless yeah yeah i do believe that's why i got into some of the situations i was in just maybe like a sign of wrong place at the wrong time for sure
1: for sure but yeah.
0: Uh, yeah and then i i found psychedelics in my 20s and that is where spirituality kind of kicked
1: in okay okay so so first uh first psychedelic was it mushrooms acid what was it those are usually the Uh, two in my experience that most people when they go past marijuana it's it's usually one of those
0: yeah, actually, my first one was ecstasy, oh. <laughs> and I didn't even mean to do it. I wasn't really the type of person to go past marijuana. Yeah, but, but we watched Yes Man. My friend and I watched Yes Man, and it uh, yeah, <laughs> just inspired me to say yes to like the next question I was asked. And the movie ended, and he was like, "Do you want to do ecstasy?" And I was like, "Well, come on, man! Like, <laughs> what the fuck?" So, so but then, yeah, was I
1: that, like, his words. trick? He he played the movie Yes Man and had no, the <laughs> ecstasy ready? Like, did he do that to other people?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It, <laughs> it wasn't... It was very weird, almost. Like, it was It was almost a divine intervention because it, it had never been brought up. Yeah, it was like a synchronicity,
1: almost. Yeah, i
0: hung out with him a lot, and it had never, like, come up.
1: Yeah, so. the, f- the first time I, I ever... And it was really, like... Think the only time, I mean, maybe twice, was the the amount of times I've done ecstasy. Because I have always felt a little like it's just kind of shady, just because of the whole chemistry behind it, like you know, people cut and all that nonsense. But yeah, this this girl, uh, you know, kind of inspired me to do it, as as women mostly do uh, when you are a young man, inspire you to do things that you wouldn't normally do, and uh, and the the best. Thing I took from it was like I was I, at that time I was so young I, I didn't drive it I was 17 I had like a scooter I was driving around so I was like riding home on my scooter just like singing my heart out because I'm like on this you know drug and ever since then I've loved to sing and like before that I was very like shy about singing so you know, it, I didn't realize that at that time, but, um, in hindsight, I think that was a, that, that kind of opened myself up to being a little more, uh, loving about myself. Cause really that's what, when you're shy or when you're, uh, you're, you're feeling some kind of, uh, you know, inadequacy like that, it's, it's because it's, it's yourself. You need to love yourself a little bit more, but what, what were some of the things that you learned, uh, from that experience i mean you watch the movie yes man obviously that's a very positive uh kind of maybe too positive uh, approach to life but but what what were some I of mean, the
0: things i'll say that things got very positive okay uh so yeah i basically i took five because they didn't kick in while everyone else was having a good time and I was like falling asleep, so I just kept taking them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I guess that's probably not a good way to do it, but I was reckless <laughs> at this time. Yeah. So uh yeah, and then it all kicked in at once and I I experienced what I can only explain as heaven times ten, probably. I don't know, it was extremely good. I was basically cheering like I was at a hockey game and a goal was in a living room. So <laughs> like i never i didn't know you were allowed to feel as good as i felt yeah. and that actually scared me a lot because i was like oh man because now is normal good gonna be impossible to like feel good about now and am i gonna need this drug now like the whole concept of addiction started making sense after that drug <laughs> and uh, yeah. but then I, I experienced the hangover afterwards and i was like oh no i definitely don't to do
1: this again and now you're uh, reminding me of why i only did it twice because i've never i remember i've always described it as like i was thinking in fast forward like somebody had taken the fast forward button on my thought train of thought and just like hit it times eight you know <laughs> that's like that was
0: probably the speed it was going.
1: yeah exactly <laughs> and that's that's why i don't trust that stuff man hundred
0: <laughs> percent I went to MDMA after once I learned that there was like a pure form of that version of it. Yeah, but even then, I only did it a couple times. It wasn't my drug of choice. It's nice to know that it's there though, in case you absolutely need like a boost
1: of happiness. Yeah, yeah, there is that therapeutic side of it now with uh, the whole legalization, and I think maybe Arizona or Oregon one one state has it legalized yeah. now. <laughs> Everything. yeah yeah i don't know what the i guess rehabilitation is the motive there my friends and i were kind of debating that and they were like this is bs you know they're a little more conservative than me in a lot of areas and i was like it's like i don't know i mean it could be a good thing and but yeah <laughs> i i think uh,
0: the only reason gangs exist is because drugs can be monetized and they're hard to get right
1: so, yeah like, that's my, becomes, that was my like, argument
0: I feel like it would at least deflate that whether that's a good thing or not who knows what the rebelling of that would be but
1: yeah yeah i mean i i i look at uh portugal as an example of that i don't know how bad their their gang violence or crime was before they legalized all drugs but i guess their motivation was like hey if people are going to be addicted to this stuff it's better that someone like a nurse or a doctor takes care of them while they're using it rather than them getting in in the streets you know and that makes sense to me it's just i don't trust sometimes if like the government has the ability to give us medical methamphetamines like what are they gonna where's the benefit there you know (laughs)
0: like are they what i understand they just decriminalized possession of it okay it's just you can hold a certain amount of whatever drug you now.
1: And and you won't like, be imprisoned and uh, face unreasonable jail time and all that.
0: I guess so. And I think it probably has a lot to do with, like, the Oregon riots because there's a lot of, like, ICE focus there. Really? Yeah, it could possibly be. I mean, I don't know. Who knows it's
1: Ice as in like meth or or ice as in the uh, like um, you know the people who find immigrants. Like
0: the, the drug enforcers. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Never mind. Maybe it's oh it's no the fuck twelve. That's the one I saw everywhere that has to do with the drug enforcement.
2: Uh, but either way, okay. either
0: way, I know that was like a focus thing because it's always like the uh, the darker race is getting in trouble for nonsense drug charges as well. Yeah. White rapists run around free.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's wild what's going on right now, but with with the whole, you know, with the the drug culture, really, at a young age, like, psychedelics becomes kind of like this, like, hidden gem amongst, like, thorns and daggers, and, like, because the world of drugs can be, like, so risky you know and you really only get into it when you're in this kind of like reckless state of mind like you and I were in when we were i mean maybe I'm still in it i'm only 26 but I, i'm i'm growing you know and it's like i kind of i kind of think like you know something divine kind of created this uh this subculture within the subculture to kind of get people out of it you know there's kind of like a, a a, rev- a revelation you experience when you really do can like experience cannabis alone like and meditate with it and and obviously with psychedelics as well you know
0: yeah yeah well that yeah this kind of brings us to the next thing is i eventually got into psilocybin mushrooms okay which uh i started out doing recreationally with uh the same friend obviously that (laughs) i was trying the other stuff with because he was just like not many people are down to experiment with this kind of stuff and uh he was so that was a benefit for me because i also was after i tried ecstasy i was like holy crap this is interesting like it just opened my mind to like what's possible you know what i mean because if a drug can make you feel that way then you can make you feel that way
1: Basically. that's a great point man and that's that's another thing that i always think about with like this whole pharmaceutical fix yourself culture of like you know oh just take a pill and cure depression it's like if a pill can do that why can't you i mean you have the glands in your body to create the hormones if they <laughs> they were healthy enough then they would function properly and then you wouldn't need that supplement you know right
0: and the annoying part about that is it's intentional. And, yeah. uh, like, in order to keep pharmaceuticals, which is poison, basically, which they don't even heal anything. If it actually healed stuff, you wouldn't need prescriptions. <laughs> yeah. like it, it just kind of, like, keeps things, like, covered up enough so that you think they're gone. And then eventually they get you anyways, right? Like, yeah. even yeah. treatment for cancer causes cancer. Yeah. Like it's so... It's just like a vicious circle of illusion that people are just... And even the word in it, I know it's PH, but farm... Like farm... I don't know. Just like the human farm. Like
1: the <laughs> human
0: farm. That's I don't a, know. There's plays on words and everything.
1: No, right? that's a good angle. I didn't I didn't really consider that angle. One angle that my uh, close friend who's very like... She takes the Bible very literally is she? Um, she told me that pharmacy is like a greek word uh pharmakia and it really means sorcery you've heard that
0: yeah witchcraft by drug drug induced witchcraft or something
1: yeah yeah sorcery i mean that's probably just what she called it because she's a little more leaning towards that but uh but yeah i'm sure to bring that up actually (laughs) cool cool yeah i mean i i uh I could talk for, for hours on that. And it's just like, that's why I named my podcast. My family thinks I'm crazy is because the number one area where this kind of uh, conversation that they think I'm crazy for bringing up is medical, you know, it's like, cause I care about them. And I th- I'm sure people who are listening to this care about their family. And when they learn this kind of like alternative medicine stuff or homeopathic medicine stuff. They're just so excited about it because they're like, oh, I want to teach everybody about this. And then they go to their family and their family's like, what are you talking about? My doctor told me that, you know, herbs and and plants are worthless. And it's like, well, your doctor's an idiot. And then, then, you know, they don't trust you because you didn't go to school to be a doctor. So what do you know?
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, you're the one that's not compromised by money
1: yeah yeah so. exactly and that's, <laughs> that's the that's illusion the
0: doctors and they're very open about that too that there's like they get paid extra to prescribe certain things before other things even if they're not better for you and stuff like that's yeah. not really conspiracy theory or anything that's something that's known yeah it's so, i don't it's blatant. Know it's, yeah the whole system i think i don't trust anything government period like i think humans are all knowing and can heal themselves and we've just been programmed to think that we're stupid i personally
1: think that's the case amen man i agree with that agree with that 100 percent. so you take psilocybin you have this uh yeah. you have this awesome friend just kind of like a a shaman leading you down this journey and uh well
0: not really we're no? both kind of, <laughs> okay we're both learning at the
1: same time okay yeah. okay so, we're so more like
0: He's willing to scuba dive with me is more the analogy I think.
1: Okay, so two fools on the road on the tarot deck. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, basically. But I was also like trapped in this court
0: case, and by now it was about five years into it. So I was kind of like, it it was for me, it was giving me like my joy back almost because I felt imprisoned by the situation.
1: Yeah, this like like, oppression. Yeah, and for anyone anyone who's ever been in court, it's like it's amazing how they make you feel powerless. Like just the the whole uh r- you know, routine of it makes you almost feel powerless cuz like you have to have this other person speak for you. They're all speaking in this language that you barely understand because it's all so nuanced. And then at the end of the day, like half the time, the decision isn't even clear to you and you got to come back in a few weeks. So then you're just riddled with this anxiety, you know, depending on what happened to you. I mean, it sounds like you were pretty confident that you were were not guilty of anything, you know?
0: I was, but they're professional manipulators and I was in rooms full of multiple lawyers basically defending myself because, I I mean, at first I had a really good lawyer, but progressively they got kind of more slack it seemed Mm. (laughs) so eventually they were like flipping my mind and i was starting to question myself even it was just weird like i hated it it was it was a seriously like stressful situation for me but yes they absolutely screw your mind up and give you anxiety just by like lingering possibilities in front of you yeah and stuff and just knowing that it's not no longer your control like even if you're innocent like they can do whatever they want with you You know, like people are going to believe them over you no matter
1: what. And and that's why, like, you know, obviously psilocybin was kind of like a a gift in that moment. But I think one of the big lessons I've learned from psychedelics is to kind of see the through the illusion of of the physical realm and realize that you are not your body. You know, once you realize that. I mean, not that anybody wants to be in jail for any amount of time, but at the end of the day, you almost get this kind of confidence on a spiritual level of like, no matter what happens to my physical body, I'll be all right. You know, and I think psychedelics is kind of like that, that smacks you across the face when you take psychedelics, that lesson, you know?
0: Well, I think it did the opposite for me, honestly. As soon as I realized I wasn't my body, I was like, oh, then it doesn't matter if I leave this place. And okay, that's what it did for me, Ari- like, originally because of my situation. Not yeah. saying it made me suicidal, but it did give me, like, the perspective of, of okay, if things go really bad, like, sort of worst-case scenario, I have an escape, at least, that I'm not worried about. Yeah. And uh, so this... So I was doing it recreationally with this friend, like, every bi-weekly or every three weeks or whatever, and it was, like, small doses, just enough to get through, and, like, it was mostly experimental just seeing what happened like if if a wall looked like you could walk through it we'd try to walk through it kind of stuff it was like fully like adventurous like exploring of psychedelics yeah. and uh, but then like as the court case got, went on and kept coming back I was like oh this is ridiculous and I got super depressed and basically like without any psychedelics involved I just asked I prayed to a god I didn't believe in This is where spirituality kind of comes in. And and, and I was like, you got a week or I'm out of here. Like, this is so stupid. I don't see the point of existing if I'm just going to exist in, like, a suffering loop. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not learning anything here. So, Mm. like, let's get a move on in one way or another here. And (laughs) lo and behold, things started unfolding in a very synchronistic manner for me. And I started hearing music. Like it was talking to me and stuff. And I talked about it on uh, Sam's podcast, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was guiding me and it basically led me to the whole eat, pray, love thing, which via Mac Miller's music and a bunch of other synchronicities, I was led to take a large dose of psychedelics and pray for love when my ego was gone or when I didn't remember who I was or whatever. And I did that. <laughs> and then I thought I died after that.
1: So you thought you died. What do you you mean by that? You wake up and you're in another world? You wake up and you're like completely blacked out for a period of time? Like what was the experience like uh, in the moment?
0: Uh, It was the trip itself was terrifyingly beautiful. That's the only way I can experience or explain it. Okay. Uh, But I don't remember falling asleep. I remember meeting what I would consider Satan or whatever in the trip and uh and then i woke up the next day after like two hours of sleep and it was like all the lights of like if consciousness is light which i believe it is which i'm pretty sure the bible says it is and all and every other thing says it is uh then unawareness would be like being in a room with lights off and it was like i woke up with all the lights on and it was very overwhelming and like I was like hearing things before they were said to me in my own head, so I like knew how to respond before the, like what was
1: said to me was even completed, almost. So, so was this like, completely was the... like shocking, or were you like in a state of like understanding why this was happening, or are you just like experiencing ESP and like holy shit?
0: I was terrified. I thought I'd died. Actually, I yeah i thought i died at first i asked my parents if they were real um,
1: <laughs> well, and did they, they think were... you're were crazy
0: <laughs> yeah that's probably where they started to think i was crazy although i know i was pretty reckless before that and they thought i was crazy already but yeah i'm sure this didn't help <laughs> and uh <laughs> they said yeah we think we are which didn't really help me like please be more confident A
1: very existential it. answer there <laughs>
0: yeah thanks mom and dad I'm really looking for help here <laughs> but uh but they didn't know any better right so it's all good i whatever. I was in a very confused place so yeah but it was I, I realized very quick that the only person that could save me in this world was me almost like it just because I was like oh like your mind has a lot to do with what's going on here and it made me start to realize like how certain people probably got to certain places and like just having these abilities or access to these abilities and stuff because once you experience something it then becomes real for you and then you're like oh who else knows about this stuff yeah and then it kind of like points out like why there's levels of like like why famous people are at the level they're at like I'm there's no way this doesn't have a part to do with it (laughs) there's like no way
1: yeah so what i i kind of am trying to to get at with this whole not just this podcast, but the entire podcast is like, how can we as individuals create the life that we want to create? You know, that's, that's where a lot of the tension I think that created like, oh, my family thinks I'm crazy. Cause like, you know, I want to do all this stuff. That's not really like a traditional path for a career, you know, and you're someone who's, who's, you know, a photographer, you're skateboarding, you're obviously living a life that it's different from what it was when you're dealing with the court and all that. So, what were what were some of the, like what What can you say like towards that? Like how how can people um create the life they want to live? And how did you do that? You uh,
0: know, yeah, I I mean everything I know is off of psychedelics because I didn't learn, I didn't listen in school. I like I'm serious when I called bullshit. I did not absorb anything (laughs) I I just like I was like oh this place is a joke I guess and I'm not going to take it seriously but then I found psychedelics and I started getting guided by like this being like after I prayed for love in this event I started getting guided by a being for years like up until today I'm still being guided almost like instructed on how to like I don't know manifest is a part of it I guess but a lot of it is understanding and like the higher your understanding is, the more you'll be able to see, which kind of makes things that seem difficult at first become less difficult because you're at a level, like it's like when you're really short and there's cookies on a counter, it's hard to reach them, it's hard to get at them, you'll need a ladder or something to reach it, but eventually you're taller and you can reach them, no problem. That to me is what understanding does to you with reality. The more you understand about the self, and which is what projects reality, the more you'll understand. Uh, sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. Cause I was getting lost
1: in my own thought. No, I, I kind of get what you're heading at. Like the more you understand your reality, the more you're able to kind of dictate where, what direction, where your momentum's heading, yeah. you know, cause we want to uh-huh. you know, go ahead.
0: No, sorry. Yeah, you're right. I, uh, yeah.
1: Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that that really rings true with me. I think, you know, there's been a number of uh, moments in my life where I did come to a point where I was like, and, and I can relate to your, uh, your path because for a long time I questioned religion, God, all of it. You know, I was kind of like dragged along through Catholic, you know, Catholicism. Like, you know, you got to take like uh, communion. You got to do like all these different things these dumb ritual things every year like one one day out of the year but it just seems like you know what the hell is this all about you know and then you got to go to ccd classes so i was always very like atheist at a young age and into like books and science and like learning about animals and 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 it wasn't until weed that i realized like oh shit there's something more to this and that's when I started praying to a God I didn't believe in. And I believed in, in something more. And, and what I really kind of think now is like, yeah, God, you know, creator, universe, whatever you choose to, you know, label it as um, is out there. But really what I think I'm communicating with what I pray is my higher self. And that's, that's what's guiding me, you know, to do these uh, different like things that maybe were like, you know, not rational, you know, like, but synchronetically worked out to really amazing things. Like, you know, I went from listening to tinfoil hat podcast to working for tinfoil hat podcast, you know, like, it's crazy, you know, it's just, it's not like, that's not something that happens to to everyone. But I spent hours and hours and hours, you know, listening and, and not just that podcast, but you know, and now I, I'm i at where I'm at because I have the, the knowledge to do the job that Sam needs me to do. But, you know, it's just something like like uh, podcasting when you try to explain that to somebody like, oh, yeah, that's what my job is. Like, people are like, what? You know, <laughs> like my family's like, what? So like, what does your family think about like what you do and like your photography and your, your skateboarding and all that?
0: They like it now. At first, there was resistance and uh, adversity, obviously with the dangers and and stuff. But they see, they know that I'm uh, I'm capable of learning things. So aside from their own kind of personal insecurities, they they've always been super supportive of what I've been doing, uh, even with psychedelics. Like I I was on honest with them about every single drug I ever did. And really, they, that's first, awesome. At first, like, when the awakening happened, I was, they were, like, freaked out and were pretty rattled by yeah, and kind of, like, demonized them for a few years. But as they've watched my life unfold, as I've been, like, predicting it would, as I've been explained to you by this being how it would unfold, and then they've then watched it unfold as I've been saying it, they're kind of, like, on board with it now. They almost don't have a choice.
1: Yeah, well, they see <laughs> the results, you know? Well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's proof. Pretty- Itself, and uh, I was actually gonna go on a little deeper about that self understanding, if that's cool.
1: Yeah, please. I'm sorry um, if I cut you off. Go ahead.
0: No, no, you didn't. You didn't. I, I like, I was down question, Obviously, I just, I think it's super important because I, I was shown a lot about reality, and like with deep understanding, and ever since I was shown it, my life has gone the direction I've wanted it to go. So I feel like it's like, I, I have to explain it more just because i have the ability to
1: i'm honored let's hear it
0: uh, so yeah so first of all you obviously know about the bible then because uh you were drugged through it as you said
1: <laughs> yeah it's well point, but
0: I'm, I'm sure you tried not to absorb it but
1: well, the thing about Catholicism is like they kind of took the Bible and then wrote all over it and like gave you a bunch of okay. stuff on top of it. So like, you know, now oh, okay. in in my later years, like, uh, I've I've come to understand it better. But yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, yeah, because like in the Bible, basically says that you are God. Like it says, "The Lord is I am," and everyone says, "I am this, I am that, whatever,"
2: mm-hmm. and like.
0: Voltaire says I think therefore I am kind of that sign kind of saying the same thing right Yeah. and uh so yeah and if you think about yourself your brain is housed by two temples and if you think about the bottom half of your skull down to the bottom of your neck it looks like a grail which would your brain would sit in which would be the holy grail I believe and uh In the Bible, it says that Jesus died at 33 on a cross in a place called Golgotha, and Golgotha is Latin for skull, and the cross section of your brain has your third eye in it, which once is opened, it provides Christ consciousness, which kind of goes along, which is like an all-knowing understanding, so the Christ in the Bible is basically someone who has a fully opened and understood third eye,
2: and uh, your
0: third eye... With, it's an inner eye, so that would provide inner sight, and the word insight, by definition, is, hold on a second here, uh, the capacity to gain an accurate and deep understanding of someone or something. So basically, once you have insight, there's no questions about this reality anymore, and I believe that my awakening was my third eye being open, basically. Um. And uh, yeah, and Jesus dies at thirty-three. You have thirty-three vertebrae in your spine, yeah, and,
1: and your skeleton is shaped like a cross almost, <laughs> without the you know when oh, you. That's st- interesting. You know.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the whole like there's the whole like ascension thing with Jacob's ladder and angels, like the fallen angel and stuff. If you think about the bottom of your spine, it's shaped like a devil tail. It's called the spade bone, I believe, and uh if and they say that consciousness is light and an angel is just an angle of light meaning like a perspective you have at a certain level of consciousness and if that, like each archangel arc being an electromagnetic term or electric term uh each arch or archangel is it coincides with the chakra you have which is a level of consciousness so every time you gain a level of consciousness or open a chakra like access the chakra you gain a new level of perspective which is a new angle on reality and if lucifer is the fallen angel or the fallen angle the lowest angle and your bottom of your spine looks like the devil's tail then that probably correlates and then as you ascend up to heaven or or hell would be ignorance basically being the lowest level of understanding which is no understanding i guess and uh yeah just as you ascend jacob's ladder quote unquote your spine to the land of pineal which is pineal gland your third eye you and heaved up like heaven just means up top so your brain is the top of your body and as you ascend this you gain levels of understanding that allow you to see kind of different ways of doing things and ways of seeing things and you almost can start to see things before they happen in a weird way it almost makes like a game of chess instead of uh checkers you don't have to wait for things to happen to react anymore you can then start making your own waves in reality once you start like you almost have to like the word learn is spelled with the word earn and to learn yourself you're earning kind of like your own power and they say knowledge is power i do believe knowledge of self is power more than anything and, yeah, like, through my experience, I went from, like, have you ever seen the movie Lucy with Scarlett Johansson?
1: No, but I know Lucy is kind of like a uh, tongue-in-cheek nickname for Lucifer in some uh, occult circles. Yes, yeah, also LSD. Oh. Um,
0: but, but uh, yeah, in that movie, she experiences, like, her consciousness awakening because of a drug opening in her body.
1: And, oh, yeah, um, I remember trailers to this movie now. Yeah, she's, like, all spandexed up and, like, doing kung fu, right? Is, is that not... Is she fighting in that movie for some reason?
0: Yeah, because she's, like... She just, like, gained intelligence of these things as this drug was, like, moving through her system and opening her DNA.
2: Yeah. And,
0: uh... So, yeah, she would gain these powers, and then she saved herself by becoming so smart she could just handle it. Okay. Yeah, but the way she awakened in that was a lot like what I experienced. Like I was like apprenticed through like, like a voice in my head was like, okay, this is going to happen and you're going to see it's going to happen like this. I'm trying to show you this is why it's happening and then it would happen and I'm like, and it, this thing would be like, did you see that? And I'm like, yeah, I did. Like it was a lot like Morpheus and Neo. It was the weirdest shit ever, honestly. And uh, and even in the Bible it says, uh, don't Stop following the herd to temples outside of your, or in the outside world. Go within and I will show you that I will show you the way and stuff like Jesus says this in the Bible and stuff. So it, I do believe it's correlating with your third eye. And uh for
1: sure. Yeah. Christ consciousness. Christ is like another word yes. for crystal. Right. And then you can think of crystal consciousness is like, you know, almost like a, uh, symmetrical lattice, you know the way a crystal is formed with sacred geometry when you can you can kind of uh, perfect uh, perfection, you know, uh, what the hell perfect your your uh, consciousness to a point where you know, your, your mind is vibrating on this highest frequency, the same frequency where this sacred geometry exists, you know
0: Yeah, and I believe that's what Nirvana is is
1: Being able to like have full access to your nervous system. Boom. See now that yeah. that's I like that, and you know everything you just about what you just said was awesome. I feel like you're kind of like uh, you have a very good prose or parable there that you've created. You know I can tell you kind of rem- maybe have said that before, possibly to your friends and stuff, because that that was I, really what's I just
0: that. I can explain it like it's like I know it so well it's like I downloaded it yeah yeah, I might not be super clear at understanding it sometimes but like in my head I'm like oh I can I can explain this
1: (laughs) yeah yeah well that's kind of how it comes out for me is like in the moment if you stop me and asked me like to explain you it it might not come out as well as if i just naturally let it flow through me you know because you have these like moments yeah. where you're you're in touch with it and you kind of just like when you're skateboarding and you're in that flow state you can have that yeah. flow state with your your conversations where you're kind of like pulling out information that you're like oh shit i didn't even know that was in there until i said it to somebody you
0: know oh yeah 100 percent. that happens the time it's kind of like automatic writing but automatic speaking where you're like talking and you're like, helping somebody and then you like make an analogy and you're like holy shit that was a good analogy like whoa i didn't even mean to do
1: that i feel like this is like x-men meeting up you know like we have these like abilities that we don't really feel comfortable talking about because not everybody understands it. you know and like podcasts have kind of like allowed this like x-men to meet you know because like we're all just out here with these you know abilities you know and when you have this awakening you know these but synchronicities think, start building that up sorry, sorry. No, no go ahead yeah. I was, it, it, that's a hundred
0: percent what happens as you awaken you get more synchronicities it's like the you i've heard that uh the universe rewards courage and it mm. takes courage to wake up so I can't like, go against beliefs that everyone else believes. Like, that's, like, a very courageous act, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why my family thinks I'm crazy, because they kind of just go with everything <laughs> that the other world's put on their plate.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, uncon- like asleep people, they, they operate on other people's waves, and unconscious people create waves and operate on
1: them. There know? it is. And you know what? what it was that I, I forgot to say there what i stopped you on was nirvana and nervous system i mean that right there is just is just language showing you the way and it it's more clear than ever when you talk about like the words we use for anatomy and like the whole uh spatial i think it's it's like a sp- spatial or something like that but it probably is latin for spade and you're absolutely right uh, about that, because I broke my spatial bone once, so so I know exactly about the devil's tail and how much it can hurt when you bust your ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Also, I wanted to bring up uh Christo is Greek for anointing oil, and uh, one thing I was shown—I don't know—have you ever heard of the sacred secretion?
1: Well, hmm. I might have what I'm automatic, like what I'm kind of thinking about when you say that is the anointing oil. Uh, I read a book called Liber 420 all about how uh, cannabis was the anointing oil that they spoke about in the Bible. They're uh, making this out of a, a hemp mixture, but go ahead, secretion uh
0: Okay, no, this would be it. That might even be like a level of interpretation that's intended from the Bible, because there are multiple levels of interpreting it. Yeah. But uh, what I was shown, I, I mean, it feels to me like it's the deepest level of interpretation of it, because it, it has to do with all of the self. And once you understand the self, you realize the self creates everything you experience.
2: Mm. And it's
0: almost like nobody understands the self here, so they have to rely on a government. To create their experience for them or a TV to create their experience for them or whatever. Because mm. they like lack the controls of the game almost. Um so what the sacred secretion is is uh this you you have two glands in that create your third eye called one's the pituitary gland and one I think it's the pituitary gland. And one is the pineal gland.
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: And, yeah and one uh secretes a golden oil that it looks like a honey I guess and and the other one secretes a creamy white fluid
1: like the and sun and the moon is,
0: and the, the land of milk and honey <laughs> uh, which is the promised land right so you're born here promised something you don't really know what it is right that weird sacred books are telling you about this promised land but you have no idea what it's referring to so every month uh, if So whatever sign you are, like uh, astrology sign, uh, every month the moon enters your sign for two and a half days, which if you remember, Christ was in the cave for two and a half days or in the tomb for two and a half days, and then he resurrected or whatever. So this two and a half days, it secretes and it it travels down your spine, through your cerebral spinal fluid and it sits in your sacral chakra, or sacral area, I believe it's chakra area, uh, for two and a half days the next month, and then if you, like, stay pure in these two and a half days, there's, like, regimens you follow, or whatever, just basically stay away from alcohol and, like, meat, if you can, for these two and a half days, and then basically live as pure as you can, and then, yeah, you're seed or is what they call it, ascends back up your spine these thirty three levels and then if you do everything right, it's supposed to ignite your brain and perform enlightenment. And I believe that's what happened to me on psychedelics, but you're supposed to be able to do it without psychedelics.
2: Oh. Psychedelic.
0: Okay. So yeah, there's write ups about this on the internet I found. Like there's everything I've learned about this stuff is from trips where I've been shown something and then I Google it and I'm like, oh, this is a thing already.
1: wow yeah that's very
0: interesting
1: that's awesome man i'm kind of i feel like i'm kind of like on the other side of it where i've like i've like gathered all these pieces and as i go on like they're all starting to kind of come together you know and and i I can't say i've had like a, a an enlightenment moment without feeling like i'm maybe being a little bit like bragging or boasting not that you are but i felt i feel that way just because like I've never, I've never had like something so tangible where I'm like, yeah, that's for sure. You know, and maybe that's just because I'm being too skeptical, but, uh, but there was one experience that I had that was really life-changing. Um, that was kind of like a, uh, I would call it like the opposite of a blackout because as I was meditating in a forest, I had like this white out, you know, and it was all white. I woke up, and right there in front of me was like this hawk feather. And um, at that time in my life, my mentor, someone who I'd been learning from about like spiritual stuff, like kind of by happenstance and synchronicity, uh, was a Native American uh, man from Arizona. He's like a not Apache, but a tribe adjacent to the Apache. And, um, and when I told him about this, he was like, oh man, that's a good omen. He's like, "The hawk feathers, a sign of friendship, you know? And, uh, and he said, another friend of mine just found one too. And he's like, that's how I know you're a true human being. And I said, what do you mean true human being? He said, well, you know, some people you look around, we're standing in a park in the middle of the city in New Haven Connecticut he's like some people around here man are they're asleep right now they, they're awake but they're asleep their soul is asleep and he's like yes he's like I prayed he said I prayed to my creator to tell me about you because you know we've been friends and I, I wasn't sure how much I can tell you and teach you about and he's like this is the sign I was looking for you know that you're, you're- looking for a sign Yeah, and then after that, you know, we went on to to talk more about, like, certain things that he had learned from, you know, his rites of passage as a Native American uh, man when he was, like, around 20 or so. He had to do this thing called the Eagle Bone Ceremony, where you basically stab yourself with an eagle talon and hang from a, a wooden structure in the middle of the desert. Like, it's some of the most brutal stuff. To, yeah, some some the <laughs> most brutal thing to put yourself through, but apparently it induces a, a uh, nirvana state. I mean, very similar yeah. to what we're talking about. I think, uh, I think that's, that's the thing. Is like, you know, psychedelics, uh, rites of passage indigenous cultures have had this kind of information for since their beginning, you know, and they've preserved it. And uh, it's funny that, like, all these European uh, blood people come to this country and then 100, 200, 300 years later, they're all doing psychedelics and (laughs) opening up their minds. It's like the land has an effect on us, you know?
0: Yeah, and uh, I actually have uh, natives from the Korean Indian tribe out here in Canada, so I believe that I'm making my tribe proud, from my ancestors proud.
1: <laughs> That's it's awesome, like man.
0: But uh, you said something about like you've never had such a clear feeling about something being the thing or right or something, right? Like or something like that.
1: Well, that what said? yeah, it's almost like I don't want to be so sure that that was my enlightenment experience because you know since then i haven't been perfect and i'm sure becoming enlightened doesn't mean you become perfect but it's like
0: but it does that's what it means it means you get out of you get the ego of your way which is the illusion
2: mm-hmm. right
0: and then you become the perfect created human being that you were standing in the way of before there and it is it's like you already are perfect Is the kind of like
1: that's the catch
0: the thing and then you before like you are able to protect that you are you're thrown into school and your parents are telling you not to do this and like all this stuff and then before you know it you think that you're done and
2: <laughs> you
0: need people and the but what I wanted to point out was like the word intuition because the third eye provides insight and inner tuition and the word tuition is like instructions given to a class mm. but intuition is the ability to understand something instinctively without the need of conscious reasoning so like that's kind of like what happened to me like i had like a wide open third eye and it's just like everywhere i looked i was like oh i understand that now. oh i understand that now it was like so it was like immediate downloads it was so weird like a completely different way of operating in this world yeah and and i still have that ability like it's not like it's gone away and every time, like people I know go to psychics or for whatever reason, whether like, people believe in that stuff or not, they always go. Do you know someone named Sean? Because I have a ton of messages for him, and like every one of them, it's always they come back with like, "Well, we got messages for you again."
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> and you don't? You've never thought to 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 pay him a visit?
0: <laughs> I have. I've gone to psychics, and they'll tell me I have, that I have biggest third eye they've ever seen and that all they see are angels forking information into it and they said that they'll tell me they'll stop or slow down when i tell them to but i'm pretty down for the ride it's been rather interesting so far wow man (laughs) it's honestly so bizarre and then i've like since opened my crown by realizing that because the oh first of all you were talking about humans how the native was saying that not not all humans are awake and stuff and i believe what he's referring to is the fact that the word human is referring to the word hue as in colors and uh human like you have chakras which are the seven colors of the rainbow which are your seven levels of consciousness and you as you like ascend your stairway to heaven you you access each chakra which is i believe is uh sanskrit for wheel spinning wheel and what's john lennon say i'm just sitting here watching the wheels go round and round and you sit down and you meditate so this is stuff people try to tell you subliminally after they sell their souls uh but uh yeah and essentially like the crown opening is you making it to your third eye which is indigo colored and then you have you gaining confidence which which is a new ego then enters with your third eye which makes pink which is the crown chakra. Um, Because your bottom chakra is red, red, blue, equal, pink, or purple, or whatever, which is your crown chakra. So basically, like, it sounds to me like you're, like, at your third eye's open stage. You just don't have the confidence to trust, like, that it's, that you're getting accurate information.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I agree with that, and I appreciate you saying that. I think... um... I think there is a little bit of insecurity. I mean, I name my podcast. My family thinks I'm crazy, so obviously there's some insecurity. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think yeah, it's maybe just uh, I'm too uh, humble to say it. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm clearly like amongst my friends. Like amongst my friends, like I I kind of do take the role of like you know. Um sort of like a, a spiritual usher, so to speak. I, I never try to teach anybody, but when when the, the uh, opportunity presents itself, I'm always there to, to offer, you know, what I've learned. And and I think that is why people like you and I get these gifts is, is so we can help uh, elevate yeah. our peers to this same level. It's not to, you know, rise above anybody. You know, this is all about so everybody can become enlightened not so just you know one or two people can come become enlightened and i think that's part of why humanity's where it is is because for the longest time there has been a monopoly on the information uh that require you're required to to even become enlightened i mean obviously people figure out ways um without the system so to speak but one only needs to look as far as the freemasons or the rosicrucians or any other number of secret societies to see that there is some kind of hidden methodology to attaining I mean, enlightenment, right?
0: All those places deal with the number 33 heavenly. I'm pretty sure Freemasons have 33 yeah. levels. And I believe they're all talking about the spine. I I'm, I, swear we're all born with the information within us. And uh, the word educate actually means to draw from within. So school is indoctrination, not education. They don't teach you to draw from within. They tell you to believe what they tell you. Yeah. And then when you question things that don't make sense, like when they explain to you history and they weren't there, and I'm like, well, how do you know this is how this happened? And then they kick you out of the class. So I was like, oh, for sure, this is programming then. Like,
1: <laughs> As soon as you que- – that's, that's exactly why that exact example is why I dropped out of – I mean, I only went to community college, but I dropped out, and that was the last time I ever – was in a school as a student was because a uh, sociology teacher basically scolded me for questioning her. And I'm like, listen, you're teaching sociology. I'm pretty sure your whole subject is up for debate, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah, 100%. Even philosophy, like so many egotistical philosophy teachers, and you're like, I think you're missing the
1: point here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you need to uh, find a new horse to hang your hat on. Like, jeez, you know? But that's
0: the whole thing, right? Like, I I do, people are like, oh, we don't live in a conspiracy, you're crazy, but, like, I swear everything is designed to get you to not look within at what you already have. And, like, this whole, like, awakening that's happening right now around the world that you're seeing every now and then, like, more and more people probably think you're not crazy. Now, even probably some that, like, dismissed you as crazy before just because of, like, so much coming out to the open almost, to the public eye. Like this awakening has to do with humans' DNA's, the dormant DNA, which science tells us, oh, we only have access to ten percent of our DNA because the rest <laughs> is dormant. But I believe it's purposely hypnotized dormant. And the Mayan calendar. I know I'm going all over the place here, no, but
1: I'm right with it. you.
0: <laughs> the Mayan calendar Maya means illusion, so yep. the Mayan calendar ending is the time of illusion ending. Boom. And. And Aquarius is the first age after the Mayan Mayan calendar ends, and I'm an Aquarius, which kind of explains why I know the things I know, to almost help usher in this new understanding of reality, so that people are less confused as they're going through it in a weird way. Like, I help a lot of people with this stuff online. Like, I help people in Sweden, Slovakia, it's very weird.
1: I could tell, man, you, you are a wizard at breaking it down. I love the way you break down words. I think that's, for me at least, is that's like the foundation of it. And like, I didn't even know that about intuition or insight. I kind of maybe learned that and forgot, but maybe, but yeah, that, I love that truth, nothing but truth bombs, you know, like this is, it's been great, but, um, But yeah, nirvana, insight, intuition, educate, all these words can be broken down. And it's kind of like they're they're showing you uh, without showing you. And it's funny that, you know, you bring up the DNA thing, we're all kind of, our dormant DNA is being encoded with light and, and awakening right now. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to create a mandated vaccine that messes with your DNA, coincidentally in the same year
0: (laughs) and chaos all around the world so that people get scared which is the lowest chakra so it's yeah they are it's the huge combating of something but i don't think it can be stopped like they can try and we're we're gonna deal with resistance obviously because you got to go through hell to get to heaven that's just how the path works exactly uh people just got to stop being so afraid of the hell part and stop thinking that it can be avoided because it can't so just buckle up, I guess. Because things are unfolding, obviously. like The world has never been this crazy. I've never <laughs> been so excited for the next day in my life.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, people are on like, edge.
0: Like, the best movie ever. I don't know how people watch movies anymore. <laughs> so crazy to me. But, uh, yeah, uh, I appreciate you saying that stuff. I do think words are super important. But first page of the bible it says that, that very first thing was first there was a word and the word was God which to me tells you your words create and what do you would do with words
2: you spell them and spells are magic spells are powerful
0: <laughs> like reality creating
2: things right Yeah. and also the word sword has the
0: word word in it and I believe and swords cut through things like I've been doing explaining words to you I'm kind of cutting through like a wall this blocking you from seeing something or other people even right like yeah and same with depressed if you're depressed just get deep rest and uh disease is just an energetic disease so like all this bullshit about cancer needing like radiation stuff like there's chi energy doctors that cure cancer just by understanding how to keep energy moving and to release the ease or the disease that's happening in certain places and if you understand your chakras Um, they are energy centers and they're tuned into like different organs of your body and different like parts of your body. And if you, like, if you understand your chakras, because like one is for survival, which is your bottom one. And then the next one is for, uh, sex and like sexual drive and stuff. And the next one is for power, like, and that's all ego. And then you get your heart, which is a bridge from your ego to your higher self, which, uh, then you reach your throat chakra, which is where you gain the confidence to like follow the truth and speak the truth. And then your third eye, which gives you the ability to see beyond like the illusion, I guess. And then you gain confidence in that and you gain your ego back base and you become a human essentially.
1: And this ego is, is a perfected ego. It's not, what we would think of as the word like egotistical, not that same, you know, because we kind of equate ego with selfishness, but really ego just means like kind of like the I function in the physical realm, like, you know, I as a function need to eat in order to survive. That's kind of like my ego science would say, But, but when you go through this process of ascension or enlightenment, your ego becomes more like, a, like a, a service to the environment rather than a service to self. All right, kind of finished a little abruptly there. Sorry, folks, but that's the end of the podcast. We had ten or twelve minutes more uh, that got lost, but that's okay. Sean's gonna be back. Sean. Uh, might even become a temporary part time co host like we did back in the day with the Bud Triangle. So, thank you for listening. Check us out on Patreon and uh, have a great one. Okay, this guy's losing his mind. Don't listen to him.